All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what is going on? This is Jeff Hartman, senior editor behind the SteelCurtain.com, with you for another episode of the Steelers preview. I am back from vacation. They were without me last week. Hope it went well. I listened to some of it. Sounded pretty funny, at least. But let's get Dave and Brian on the show. Dave, what's up? Not much. I'm ready to watch a meaningful. I'm thinking it's a meaningful Steelers game. The outcome isn't meaningful, but what they do on that field is very meaningful, and I can't wait to watch. There you go, Brian Davis. What's up? That is absolutely the truth, Dave Schofield and Jeff Hartman. I tell you what, I am so elated because this was frustrating for me. This entire preseason, I mean, we're still in the preseason, but the entire offseason, everything to me, it was just like everything was slow motion. It was like watching a camel toe a Winnebago. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, Dave, he did it. He did it. He did it. He did it. Challenge accepted. That's an inside joke that happened on the Slack channel, and uh, I'm not even going to try to explain it. Go listen to what Yin's talking about at the very end, uh, and you'll understand some of it. But, anyways, let's get to the Pittsburgh Steelers talk. Let's go over some news. That's what we typically do. News Mike Tomlin spoke today, Thursday. He had a lot of stuff to say. Well, he talked around some questions. He was doing some dancing, uh, but Dave Schofield did the breaking news podcast on our audio side. You can check that out wherever you get your podcast. And I want to ask you all what your thoughts were not so much about the quarterbacks, but his plan for week one against the Seahawks this Saturday night. Remember, no one knew what to expect going into this preseason. This was the first time the Steelers have ever had a three game preseason. He said, Mike Tomlin, that is the starters are the ones we'll play in the first quarter. The backups of the twos will play in the second. And then the threes and beyond will play in the second half, third and fourth quarter. That's not he what he did said. Talk- what did he say? He said that the twos were going to play the second and third quarter. Uh, and the threes were going to play the fourth quarter. So he did say this could bleed into other yes. things, meaning if there's a player who's playing well, they want to play up. So I think about someone like Calvin Austin, the third, he might see some time in the first quarter because they might want to use him in certain situations. But anyways, what do you think about Mike Tomlin's plan laid out for week one? Brian, we'll start with you. It's an easy formula. It's easy for us as fans to watch. And he's got it figured out because this is the first time in his coaching career he had to do this where everybody had to do this last year, except for the Steelers and the Cowboys. Now, He's doing it, and he has to adapt, and it's a great year to adapt because this is your first year without the formula breaker, which was Ben Roethlisberger, where you kind of had to build a formula around. So I'm saying formula a lot, formula, 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 but it works. Dave, what were your thoughts? Yeah, it really makes sense because, and the reason that I want to, sorry if I corrected you, Jeff, but the reason that Coach Tomlin breaks it down that way is because that makes sense. The reason you say that your that your twos are the second and third is that way, if you need to see a little bit more from your ones, you can bleed that into the second quarter some. 
and then you already know that that your twos were going to start the thir- start the third quarter and you know maybe you've seen enough from them and then you can go ahead and bring in your threes partway through the third quarter that middle group is the one that's easier to move or, to move it around with oh uh, yeah flexibility on both ends so it's easier to make that as a bigger group I thought it was interesting how if he could have gotten away with it, he would not have said a single word about saying the name of a quarterback because everyone's saying, oh, he's, he said that it'll be Trubisky starting and then Rudolph and then pick it. No, he wouldn't have even said Trubisky started if they didn't flat up ask him, is Mitch starting? And he said, yes. And everyone's saying that he said Mason was second. He didn't. He just said they're going to go with their typical progression. And their typical pro- progression has been Mason Rudolph. But he also said probably. So he's really leaving it open to do whatever he feels like, if you if you look at it. I thought it was stupid. I thought Mike Tomlin had an opportunity <laughs> to say, we're just going to see how it goes. Ones are going to play. We're going to get the starters in. I think if anything, he would have said something along the lines of, some veterans aren't going to play. Cam Hayward does not need to play in the preseason because he doesn't. Neither does TJ Watt. Like if I, if I were Mike Tomlin, I would have said these guys aren't going to play. And other than that, we're just going to see how it goes. Because let's be honest, how many times in the Ben Roethlisberger era, whether it's the first, second, third, mostly it was the third preseason game, where Ben Roethlisberger goes in, the offense does not play well, and he says, go back out there for another drive. That wasn't the plan. That wasn't the formula. Yet, that's what they're going to do. I guarantee you if Mitch Trubisky plays in the first quarter and they look like absolute dog crap and they're not moving the ball and he's throwing the ball over the field, he's probably going to go out in the second quarter. Mike Tomlin's not going to want him to end his day just because he said it's the first quarter. This is why it was so weird. I'm driving in my car listening to the Tomlin talk and I'm like, why is he doing this? He never does this. He never gives these black and white lines of we're going to do this in the first quarter, this in the second and third. I didn't, I, I didn't think it was necessary, but I don't care either way. Everyone, everyone cares about, and that was the next line of questions that Tomlin got, was about the quarterbacks. Yes, Dave, he said he was, Trubisky's going to start, but my question for you all is, I don't think Mason Rudolph is going to play the second and the third quarter. So what do you think the quarterback rotation, assuming nothing bleeds, as Mike Tomlin says there, Brian, how would you play the quarterbacks in this game? You know, I like the idea of easing Kenny Pickett into the whole thing by bringing him in the second half. I, you know, I don't like the idea of second and third of too much Mason Rudolph because that's a guy you don't need to see as much as you need to see those other guys. You've had five years, five preseasons of seeing Mason Rudolph and what he can do. So, of course, he deserves to get equal time. I get it. But you already have an idea. You have preconceived notions. That's why you went out and drafted a quarterback and you got the top one in free agency. So with that, yeah, I mean, he absolutely should not be playing second and third. In fact, I'd rather see Ola before I saw too much of Mason. All right, Dave, what are your thoughts on the quarterback, how they're going to handle that? See, by saying it the way that he did, the way I look at it is saying, in essence, you know, assuming that Mason Ruff is the second guy, because that's what they've done primarily, you know, throughout the training camp, is that he's going to end the first half and start the second half. That doesn't mean he'll get the entire second quarter. It doesn't mean that he's going to get the entire third quarter. What happens if the Steelers, you know, let's say they scored a touchdown at the very end of the first quarter? And then the Seahawks 
have 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 a nine minute drive. You know, then there's hardly any second quarter. There's so much that goes on with the way the game can work out. For all you know, nine minutes into the second quarter, the Steelers might have possessed the ball three times, or they might not have possessed it at all. I think the main way to do it is is when a quarterback knows that they're coming out for this, you know. He likes them to finish a half and start the second half. Mike Tomlin's done that a lot in the preseason that he's wanted to keep the same quarterback that ended the first half to start the second half, just because that's the flow of a game and how it would go, regardless of who it would be. So I'm not looking at it really as Rudolph being the whole second quarter and the whole third quarter. I just look at it more from the standpoint of he's finishing the first half and he'll start the second half um, and it'll all play from there. All right. In terms of the quarterback rotation, I agree with Brian. Like, what else do we need to see from Mason Rudolph? I feel like he's gotten a ton of repetition. So if we don't see as much from him, I'm okay with that. Kenny Pickett easing him in, get the kid out there. Let's see what he can do. It's a preseason game. No, it's not meaningless, but it's an exhibition. Here's my question for you all. That's something I talked about at length on my Let's Ride podcast for Friday morning. Probably shouldn't have, but are we going to see Chris Oladokun in this game? Because Mike Tomlin seems to refuse to admit that the guy even exists, even though they drafted him. Uh, Brian, what do you think? We're going to see the second, seventh round draft pick this game. For those of you on in podcast form that cannot see Dave shaking his head, I'm going to agree with Dave. Now there's no number five, no Ola, Nola, Jeff. Dave, you don't think so either. He literally said in the press conference, you'll see all three quarterbacks. <laughs> That's what he I'm specifically about. said. He doesn't, he doesn't even admit that he exists. Exactly. He said all three quarterbacks. Well, and they're the only three that's played in, in training camp at all that we've really had. I think there was a report of maybe Ola getting one throw in something, um, but that's that's about it. So, um, yeah, that's why you're not going to see him is because how can you throw him out there in a preseason game if you if he can't even get a, se- a seven-shot snap or an 11-11 snap just working on anything, whether it be you know two-minute or red zone or anything like that in practice? He's not got any of that. Well, how can you throw him out there in the preseason? Let's game? take it a step further, and Dave, I'll throw it to you first. Why even draft the guy then? Why say you need four camp arms if this was if this was the plan to just be three a focus on those three? Is it just for injury oh, in case it happens? Well, yes, in my opinion, yes. And to me, this was a Kevin Colbert. This is how we've done things since the year two thousand thing, and versus a Mike Tomlin. Um, I've never had three quarterbacks and I'm trying to see what all three of them can do without one of them taking, you know, basically a, a day and a half off every three days. Yeah. So this was very, very new. And this is why you actually, why I said you do draft that quarterback. Cause if you want someone there that you think could still be capable, because I mean, how many undrafted free agents are, are lining up to go with the team that, took the that were the first one to draft a quarterback and took the number one free agent quarterback in the same offseason. Why would you want to come into that situation unless you're a guy way down the list just trying to do anything you can to get into the NFL? The Steelers wanted a, something more higher higher quality there. And there you go. That's just my thoughts on it. Okay. Brian, what do you think? All right. So think about this. Jeff, you decide to go to the dog track and you put your money down on a long shot, and it pays off. So Mm -hmm. what do you do? You take that money home. Do you tell Mrs. Jeff? No. You stuff (laughs) it in the mattress. What's happening here? 
they are stuffing this guy in the mattress. They are stashing him because they drafted him for a certain reason. And they've done this a lot over the years when they were playing teams with running quarterbacks, they would pick a guy up for a week. He is on this team to be on the practice squad, to be Deshaun Watson, to be Lamar Jackson, to be anybody that Jacoby Brissett, <laughs> Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. To be a running quarterback. And if he doesn't get much action, no one can see anything about him, and they're not going to pluck him. So I, I kind of think that why waste a seventh round draft pick? I'm going to quote Dave, Dave Schofield, because he says this all the time. And I, this is gospel to me. A seventh round pick is Dave, you finish it. An undrafted free agent. You don't want to fight for. There you go. Yeah. It's still a drafted player. Still a drafted player. All right. Hey, before we lose it, I wanted to just bring this up here from the live chat. Give a shout out to Yet to Yeti. He said uh, that, that we lost a great Steelers fan last Friday. His mom is now watching from heaven. Uh, sorry for your loss there, Yeti. We're we're all a family here. This is our Steelers family. So yeah. uh, we're all feeling for you. Yeah, Lessons, sorry to Yeti. hear that. Sorry to hear that. All right. It's tough to transition away from that, but let's let's start previewing a game. A game, finally, yes. a game. Now I don't have to hear about the the Yins boys. What Yins talking about? Those little boys talking about? Oh, they're going to preview the Steelers, like they always say at the end of their stupid show. <laughs> I'm just joking. It's not stupid. It's funny. I listen to every episode. Anyways, um, we're not going to really preview the Seahawks. I, Brian, you did that last night, and so I'll I'll let you chime in uh, anywhere you think that is worth noting. But I, I want to ask you all, focusing on Mike Tomlin's plan that he laid out in his press conference we're going to go by quarter and we're going to say an offensive player and a defensive player that you're excited to watch in that quarter based on his relegation of the starters the backups the third string etc now we're just going to do offense first everyone's going to go around the horn then we're going to do defense and then we'll move on does this make sense to everyone Yes, Absolutely. good. Okay. Brian Seattle has two losses. Seattle has <laughs> not, not yet. Not yet, but they will. Um, Brian, we're gonna start with you. So first quarter, offensive player that you are excited to watch and why. Well, you know, this is a really easy one for me, and I think a lot of people are gonna say it. So I'm gonna swerve a little bit, and I'm going to say left guard, which is Kevin Dotson. Or a right guard, excuse me, right guard. I I was waiting yeah, for that. I, I definitely want to see the he's left hurt. guard. I don't know the dots going to play. He has an angle. Okay, injury. so the combination, play, but we don't know. Yeah, the combination. Okay, scratch that. I want to see George <laughs> yeah. Pickens now. Screw <laughs> <laughs> that stuff. I mean, no. I mean, I wanted to see the competition no. between the two. Yeah. So if there's not going to be a competition, give me some George. <laughs> Is the hype worth it? Let, let's see. The swerve, the swerve. All right, <laughs> Dave, go. You ready for me? I was. If he wasn't going to, I was going to say Pickens because I mean, come on. That's what. That's everyone is so excited about seeing George Pickens. I understand with the with everything coming out of camp, you want to see him do it somewhere else. So Brian, great answer. Go there. I'm going to go with where Brian was wanting to go, and I'm going to say left guard because this is going to be. Most likely, unless an injured Kevin Dotson comes back into things, this is most likely going to be Kendrick Green showing what he can do at guard. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be really interesting. I, for one, because of his measurables and everything, 
I don't think he offers what the Steelers ultimately wanted guard. That's why it was such a bad thing for him to say that he didn't like playing center. The Steelers want someone like him at center. If he's not willing to play center, it's going to be hard for him to really fit in anywhere other than a reserve. Let's see if being at guard makes him a new player. And, you know, I kind of want to see how those around him are playing as well. Yeah, that that's where I was going to go cheating a little bit and just talk about the two free agents that they brought in in Mason Cole and James Daniels. I really want to see those players putting their best foot forward. It doesn't have to be perfect, but we, we want to see something different, right? We want to see the line getting some surge on running plays. We want to see good protection. And so that that's really the focus here. I almost went with a different way, but and someone just put it in the live chat, but I'm going to have to save that for the second round. Let's go back to Brian defense first quarter. Who are you looking forward to seeing? All right, boys. Shorter. To the chagrin of all, I'm going to do this one in song oh, God. with yes. a tribute to Sir Elton John, somebody that Jeff knows all about. So, <laughs> Sir Elton John. Yes. That's How Sir Elton John. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Levi, Levi, he could be money. He makes a lot of plays. Could he be Joe Hayden? But we'll find out on Saturday. He shall be Levi. There you go, Levi Wallace. There you go. All right, Levi Wallace. Any do you you just gonna let your rendition speak for itself, or do you want to explain I, any? So there's a lot of excitement about Levi Wallace. Then George Pickens comes in and he's tearing the entire secondary apart. And you're hearing all these things. And the question is, is Pickens awesome or, and the defensive backs are fine or is the secondary lacking something? Joe Hayden's gone. There's still people saying, Hey, could Joe Hayden come back and be the nickelback? No, Levi Wallace needs to go ahead and take this. He needs to take the secondary and be that number one guy. A lot of people are saying the Steelers have a lot of number twos in the secondary. He needs to emerge. And I can't wait to see if this guy is money. And I'm ready to make that bet that he possibly could be. All right, Levi Wallace. Dave, what about you? Okay, a couple things about Brian there. I, I, I hope that we don't see the secondary playing like number two. And also, is it terrible that I have no idea what song he was referencing? Leave on. <laughs> it's time better leave on. Okay, because I was still Stay trying to figure out what that man. was. Um, like it's time and leave There's, there's... <laughs> it's, it's good stuff. I have the Hartman concert. Um <laughs> There's three levels to the defense. Brian went third level. I'll go first level. I think that you'll see a little bit of him at the very beginning. That's why you got to go first quarter. Give me some Larry O. I want to see some Larry Ogunjobi. You think he's going to play, Dave? I think he will. I think they've eased him in. I wouldn't be shocked if he only gets one series. It might only be three plays if they hold him to a three and out, and that might be it for him. But I would not be shocked to see him out there on the field. And if he's not, that's not the end of the world. But I want to see if he can be, what he does, if he gets that anchor, if he gets that push there up, up front and just, you know, what what we've seen from him as Steelers fans watching the Steelers play other AFC North teams in years past when they've had to go against him. I want to see if he's bringing that to the Steelers. All right. I'm going to go with uh, an ACDC song and uh, I'm not going to sing it, uh, but 
I'm going to go with the Jack, Miles Jack. Yeah. I want to see Miles Jack. I think that it's – I've heard this guy talk, and it's – there's certain players that are not – that aren't just articulate, but they are – when they talk, you're like, man, this guy is – he's really feeling what he's saying. He's not just saying this. And when he talks about the difference between Jacksonville and Pittsburgh, like he said when the, he came to training camp at St. Vincent and saw how many people showed up, he goes, don't these people work? Like, well, how are there so many people here? And he, no, and we do they take their vacation for you, Miles Jack. That's what they do. Just well, ask Kenny T. Yeah. Smith and Big Bros go. That's what they did. Yeah, you're and right. And stay to the Steelers. Yeah. But I think there were times where there were more people at training camp than were at regular season games in Jacksonville at times. And <laughs> he's like, right. no, I know. And, but yeah. you, he's like, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I want to see that excitement translate. And all reports from Miles Jack have been that this guy looks like he is that guy still. You know, some people said, oh, it's been a while. You know, there's there's years in 2017 where he was so dynamic. We're not sure if he's still that guy. Reports from camp, at least that I've seen, are that he's still that guy. And I want to see that in the, on the field. So, all right. Very, very good. Now, let's go with the second group now. So, this could be second slash third quarter. Offensive player that you are looking forward to seeing. Brian, we'll start with you. All right. So, I don't know. I don't know where he really counts in this whole thing. Um, I would think that he is a second year player and it's Jannard Avery not second year a second tier player offense. so I would offense oh, offense oh, gosh I'll tell you what no hold on hold on time out time out I time out I have two left all right um let's go defense first let's go defense okay. first um let hold on let me get this let me get this let, let Brian get it get his thoughts together yet he gives us two dollars didn't have to do that he said thanks everyone let's go Steelers Rest in peace, mom. Love you. Thanks for the tip. Yeah, you didn't have to do that, but we appreciate it. Um, okay, so here we go. Put that last segment behind us there, Brian, <laughs> that little snippet. You're starting fresh. Defensive player that you're looking forward to seeing. Go oh, for so, we're, so we're going defense. Right, we're going well, defense. I'm gonna go... We're going to make it easy. If you change your answer, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> I'm going to go with Miles Killebrew. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was already planning that. Um, no, <laughs> Jannard Avery. I, I want to see... Okay. What kind of depth they have at outside linebacker. And I really think that Avery could be an Arthur Motes type of guy playing inside, playing outside. I think you might get a little bit from him, not necessarily this weekend, but I think he was a good signing for that. If he can be that guy that could give TJ more time with the, uh, the mask with the oxygen and give him some time to uh, rest a little bit, that'd be a good thing. All right, Dave, what do you think? Second, well, I'm, second group. I'm sitting here looking. To, I, I had a name I was going to go with, but I'm afraid I, I'm looking at the depth chart that the Steelers gave, and it was someone who's actually on the third group, but I think they might be the same group. Brian, you knocked it out the park. Jannard Avery, second group. Very good. I'm very proud of you. Um, I'm going to go with someone who I think is actually going to work more into the second group. Anyway, and I'm going with DeMarvin Leal. I think he's going to be out there right after those other guys. If Larry O plays, I think other people move in quick and therefore layouts. I think he's going to be in the game in the first half, or at least I hope so, because I really want to see what he's doing. Uh, you don't get a ton of reports out of the offensive and defensive line out of training camp, but the reports you do get with him have been very good. I want to see uh, – I'm, I'm sticking with the same position group, but I'm going with the, with the Marvin Leal. 
All right, so I'm going to go with the secondary then. And I'm going to say someone that uh, our buddy Javier, he actually recommended this, and I agree. Uh, that's DeMonte KZ. I want to see, uh, and he's a player that when Minka Fitzpatrick was on the NFI list, nursing that wrist injury, he was making plays. And it wasn't just in interceptions. He was coming up and making tackles at the line of scrimmage, really showing off his versatility. I want to see if he can do that, because we always talk about the versatility of the Steelers' defense, but... At the same time, you have to have the players to be versatile, and he's a big piece in that. Okay, now, Brian, we're going to talk about the offensive players, second group still, so we're going to the offensive side. Who do you have? Okay, I'm going to go with DeMonte KZ. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> no, so I've, I've been thinking about this, and I'm thinking about a guy that we're all excited about. Should we still be excited about this guy? As a second stringer, and I really think so. Man, he has really grown as a personality. Um, I Somebody has to warn him that he and his buddy need to take the hot dogs out of the wrapper when you put it on the grill. <laughs> but it's Zach Gentry. I think he has cemented himself within the walls of uh, Acrisure Stadium and the, uh, and the practice facility as just the guy on the on that second team that, that is probably protected and he's playing so much better. So Zach Gentry, that's my guy. All right. I like it. Yeah. Dave, what do I, and he's, he's banged up. I'm not sure he didn't practice Thursday. Uh, we'll see if, if he's going to be available, but still Dave, where are you going with this? I'm going to go, I, I'm going to go based on players that are not, likely not going to play and where I think that's going to put players in this group. I don't think we see Najee Harris. I'd actually be surprised if we see Benny Snell. I think you're going to see Anthony McFarland out there with the first group, just because he's taken snaps with the Steelers in the past. I think with that second group, it's all going to be about Jalen Warren. I think he's going to be out there with that second group. I know, of course I took there. It's the most easy one to say. Jalen Warren, I mean, even, even with the other guys injured, I just think he's going to be with that group of twos. Um, whether, Although, in, in my opinion, he could be the number two guy at the end of camp behind Najee if he does well enough. So I think it's really important to see what he's doing out there with that second group. Jalen Warren's a great, great pick. I'm going to actually go and – this guy is, I think, fourth on the official depth chart. I heard that mm-hmm. on the way home from work today from the uh, the Yins boys. Um, I'm going to say Calvin Austin the third. Uh, I think he's going to see time in this second group, and he's lightning in a bottle, you know. And and I want to see. I almost want to see. This is kind of weird. How Matt Canada utilizes his skill set as much as I do what he does when he's on the field. Meaning is is Matt Canada going to be able to scheme him? to get into space where he can really use that speed. I'm anxious to see that there's, there's a lot of players in the second group that I'm anxious to see, but that that's the one that really sticks out. And it's cause he's a rookie and we want to see how the rookies do. All right. Now let's go to the final group. Now this could be anyone that could be, you know, third beyond in, in case there's someone that you're really looking forward to watching and it might get more difficult, but still we're going to start with offense, Brian. So now we're on the off, we're staying on offense uh... and third group, Brian, who do you have offense? What? I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go with the cheapy here. I'm just gonna make it easy. Everybody wants to see Kenny Pickett. He's a third stringer. I, I mean, enough said. Shoot, everyone should be excited to watch Kenny Pickett. He's their first round draft pick for crying out loud. Uh good one. Dave, what about you? Yeah, that's a really good one. There's some 
there's some tough ones here because like, for example, normally I could follow up what, what Brian said and say, Oh, I think the third guy is going to be Connor Hayward at tight end. He might be out there with the ones based on what's going on at the tight end situation. So as much as I'd like to mention, I'm just saying that I'd like to mention him there, but I don't know that he's going to be a guy that actually is there. So I'm going to go, I'm going to, I don't know if they're with this is really tricky when you get to the twos and the threes. So I'll I'll bump all the way down. I'm really curious about I'm going to say two, and you're going to understand why I'm going to say two. The oh, Steelers have the Steelers have what do you mean? You are, did you already you went? went. <laughs> oh you <laughs> Oh my gosh, Brian, go to bed. We'll see you next week. Take it easy. I am tired. <laughs> well, when you say two, I thought you were going. For, uh, no, I'm, no, I'm, I'm going two because I don't know which one. They're both the bottom tackles on the Steelers' depth chart. All right. It's the enormous Jordan Tucker out of North Carolina. I say that because he's the biggest guy on the roster. And then there's also the Steelers fan who was probably in the stadium with either myself or or my brother last year watching games, apparently, um, out of Duquesne in Jake Dixon. I think those two tackles will be your last two tackles out there. They're undrafted free agents. And I think one of them is primed to, you know, possibly come on to, to the practice squad as a developmental player. I would like to see if either one of them is someone who it looks like if you can um, invest the time into developing them, if there's something that, that that could that could you know potentially be there for the Steelers down the road. This the guy I have here. I'm not sure if he would fall into the category of third string. I'm not going to follow the official depth chart because when Mike Tomlin says it's a bunch of crap, I'm going to agree with him. <laughs> but Anthony Miller is someone that he's he's vying for a spot somehow, some way. Return guy, slot guy. He'll probably play with the second group, I would imagine, especially if Deontay Johnson doesn't play. But he might um, be out there with the first one. You never know with him. He could no, be in all of them. <laughs> you're right. I mean, you're right. They're, they're, he could be. And that's that's the tough part is with the injuries, you don't know who's going to play, who's not going to play. You assume that with a hip flexor injury, Deontay Johnson's not going to be in the lineup, and that's going to throw everything off. So it, it's going to be interesting. Now let's go to the defensive side. Brian, who do you think? All right. So I have been giving this a lot of thought, and the reason I freaked <laughs> out when Dave said I'm going to pick two, I was I know worried. You're going. <laughs> I was worried. But I'm not going the guy you think that I'm going to go. I'm going to go Khalil Davis, not his twin brother. Carlos. I thought you were going to go with the twins for both of them. I am yeah. going to go with Khalil. I hear from what I understand, and this is where you say, oh, Brian, he hasn't practiced since uh, 1973. And I'm like, oh, man, I, I didn't know. But um, Khalil Davis <laughs> is the guy that I really think that he could be my Isaac Redman award winner now. I lost mine before camp started. I picked Tyree Johnson way before, I mean, things got started, and then he's gone. I'm like, ah, I don't have one. So I thought I maybe that you brought to T.D. Moultrie, and who, you know, then he was gone too. Both of their <laughs> linebackers that they had as undrafted free agents didn't make it to the first preseason game. Anyway, sorry, Brian. So I'm going. I'm going with Khalil. I, I hear that he's uh, he's showing some toughness, some quickness. He's uh, he's getting in there and and uh, just mucking up things. So I want to go ahead and say Khalil Davis, the other Davis seedling. Your son, yes. Okay, Dave. What about you defensively? 
Okay, I'm going really far out of the box, but there is a reason behind it. And I'll give you the reason first. All right, I had someone reach out to me recently to ask about a specific player with the Steelers and how they were doing. This person that reached out to me is actually a good friend of Big Brosco back from college. Okay, that's right. I know Big Brosco's in there. Big E did, did, did reach out to me and wanted to know about a specific player because his wife works with this player's mother and wanted to know if he had a chance to catch on with the Steelers. So I am looking forward to seeing one defensive lineman, Doug Costin, because mm. I've heard some decent things about him yeah. so far yeah. in, in training camp. And that's a, the report that I gave him. Like, hey, he's he's overperforming his expectation when they brought him in. What They bring him in, what, like the first day of camp or right before camp? Somewhere right around in there. And – and he's overperformed what you would expect to just be a camp body that might be one of the first five gone. And he's actually made some noise. So it's a really crowded position group. But still, I'm just curious to see how this does since um, since I looked into it to, 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 to answer a question for a friend. There you go. I'm going to go with the – I feel like it was a slam dunk. I can't believe no one has said it. I, you know, Brian says his son, Khalil, you go with Costin. I'm going to go with Mark Robinson. Yeah. And when that's you, where I was going to go. Yeah. When you think about the UG three era is over in Pittsburgh and Marcus Allen still nursing a hamstring injury. He's going to get the opportunity to play major snaps on Saturday night. Doesn't mean he's going to play with the twos, but he's going to get his chance to play. And I want to see what he can do. There's been up and down reviews of him. Some say, you know, really physical linebacker hits the hole hard, not scared of anyone. In coverage, hit or miss. Some have been really good reps. Some have been awful. He, he's still learning the position, but I just want to see what this guy can do. Uh, all reports out of the draft was that this was a Brian Flores guy. He was excited to, to pick him. So uh, we'll, we'll see, but I'm going to go with uh, the seventh round pick, Mark Robinson there. All right, good stuff, guys. That was good. It's just give people an idea as to who to watch out for at every point of the game on Saturday. Um, hey, Jefferson, can I yes. jump in real quick? You, may. you know, I was I was waiting for you to bring up special teams because oh, I, did. I didn't did not want to put this guy in as a, a third stringer because he's not. It's Gunnar O. And I cannot wait to get a glimpse of the guy I call Joe Dirt. <laughs> well, Gunnar O is another one that, you know, he has to find his spot on the team, too. There's a couple people that can return kicks and punts. He's got to prove more. He's got to be that Ray Ray McLeod of last year where he can also catch the ball. Um, I'm just, hey, if we're just naming some players that are also excited to watch, I'm excited to see what Presley Harvin does. Uh, everyone was saying how, you know, I saw a little bit of Cavalli on the Pat McAfee show. He said he's just really inconsistent still. He'll boom a punt 55 plus yards from the, the back end line of the end zone, and then he'll almost shank one 25, 30 yards. So I want to see what now, Big Press can do. Dave, go ahead. I, I didn't see the whole thing. I just saw this the snippets that McAfee put out on Twitter. I didn't see yeah. straight through the whole thing with Kabali. I got the impression, and maybe I'm mistaken, but I'm going to ask you just because I know you saw it. I got more of the impression of Presley Harvard will have one day where he's great and booms everything, and another day where he's inconsistent. So it's yeah. not even like he's inconsistent every day. And it's not like he's punting completely bad on the days that he's inconsistent, but he'll, he will have days where he just booms everything. 
Well, on and your then he'll have days where he booms some and then doesn't. Is that on your st- yeah? No, right no, there? you heard it. You yeah. heard it correctly. But on your stat geek, what did we find out of after last season's stats? At home, at at Aftershore yeah. Stadium, he was he was phenomenal. He yeah, it was and on, the on the road, just trash, just awful. Yeah. So it's the consistency thing, and I know Pat McAfee, who is you can actually talk about that stuff. He said, "Hey, it's it's not as easy as people think." We'll put it that way. So, yeah. all right. You all ready for some over under for the preseason? Because I'm ready. It's back, baby. You ready? Swerve. I didn't know this was happening. Hopefully, you listened. Hopefully, you listened to this morning, Stat Geek, so you have an idea of what kind of stats you get. I listened to your Stat Geek because I listened to all of them, and I honestly was like, "Oh gosh, that game last year, the first preseason game was yeah. awful." Well, that's why I compared both the first one and the second one because the second one, especially offensively, was so good. So I was kind of trying to match the two together yeah. to come up to with a good goal and i'm like what if jeff if jeff will listen to this and base his over under numbers on this so you know we'll see. i listen to all your shows okay of course we're gonna try some different things so let's go with kenny pickett attempts okay mm-hmm. kenny pickett attempts now i kept in mind what we had talked about and how we're expecting kenny pickett to probably play the most out of the three quarterbacks over under set at 20 brian what are you taking under Okay, Dave. 20? Yeah. I had a number in mind. He's going to play. I bet he plays a half. I think he'll come in with about. Throw the ball. I think he'll come in. Well, remember when they would, like, last year, would you look at the Hall of Fame game? Dobbs came in. He had the only passing touchdown of the game, but they didn't throw the ball very much in the time he was in there. I'm thinking he's going to get 20 to 25 minutes of clock time. That's my opinion. Okay. Um, and Dobbs honestly, first round pick. I was going eight. Oh my gosh! No, eight. I they are going to throw the ball. I'm telling you, this is not. If Kenny Pickett goes in there and hands the ball off, color me stunned. You bring up Josh Dobbs. I heard that. But yeah. Dobbs is not a first round pick. But I, I, not I'm the, not. I would not go over it, sixteen. I also am not going to be shocked if he plays some earlier than we expect. I'll put it that way too. And the other thing, fellas, is you're not expecting Josh Dobbs to pass anyways. You're there to see how he could run and how he can just run that third team and make sure that he's insurance in case, uh, you know, somebody else, uh, one of the other guys just completely isn't there. All right. And uh, honestly, uh, you know, 20 might have been a little aggressive. I'll I'll admit that. But at the same time, I think that even if if you can build his confidence – you know, if they think it needs build up, I don't think that I've never heard that report, but if, if he can go out there, even if he's against third string players and he throws the ball, well, it's going to help. Let's go with Pittsburgh Steelers overall rushing yards, overall rushing yards. I'm going to set this one a little bit lower than most people would think. And I'm going to set it at 93 um, over under Brian. Yeah, I agree with you that they're going to pass a lot more in this game. I, I hope they would, but they still need to set up they they still have to make sure that the offensive line could break open holes because that's the key to this whole thing, if you ask me. So I'm going to say over. All right, Dave? 93, I'm going over. I'm saying they're going to get at least 112, and Jalen Warren will have more than half of them. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with over as well. I think they run the ball and I think quarterback mobility is going to help that as well. We'll keep that in mind. So when you're talking about Trubisky, like a bootleg gains 20, it'll help. Uh, Seattle Seahawks rushing yards. I'm going to set it at an even 100. 
Over or under, Brian? Don't care. <laughs> the Steelers' rush defense was 32nd in the league last year, and you say you don't care how the opponent runs the football? I, I don't the think The team that's... that rushed the ball for over like 200 yards in week six last year on Sunday Night Football is coming to town, and you don't care? I just don't think it's going to matter in the really in the second half. And when those guys that are stopping the uh, the Seattle run and those guys that are running, we're we're not going to be caring about them in the regular season. But I would go ahead and say, you know, I think under. Okay, there you go, Dave. How many? How much did you say the Seattle Seahawks rushed for last year? Uh, wasn't it a bunch? It was 144 yards. Okay, who rushed for over 200 on them? That would have. There was four teams that did. That would be the Lions, <laughs> Minnesota the Vikings, yeah. the Titans, and the Ravens. So the Steelers went okay. two, one, and one in games that they had had teams rush over okay, 200 so they yards. They rushed for 140. Plus. 144. So I'm the going line to. Is you said 100. it was 100, right? Even 100. I'm going to say they go over slightly, and I think it's going to be. Um, I, I think they're going to get you know, close to half their yards in the fourth quarter. Okay. I'm going to say under, I think that Mike Tomlin's going to make it very clear that he doesn't care who's in there and the defensive, the defensive room, the defensive line outside of Leal is experienced. So I would expect the first, second and third string to all have experience and be able to play. Well, I'm going to go under. All right. The next two, the last two Pittsburgh Steelers defensive takeaways. I have the line set at two Brian over under. Under. All right. Slightly. I, th- I think they get one. Okay, Dave. I'm I, I really want to go push, but I'll go over. I'll say they Ooh. can get three. Really, I want to push. I'll tell you. I'm yeah. I'm I, gonna, I was going to push. I'm going to push. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now let's go to the Steelers turnovers and so the offense turning the ball over to the defense. I have it, it set at one and a half. Uh, Brian, over under. I'm going to say under. They there's go. They're going to turn over the ball once, but under. Okay, Dave. Yeah, I'm going to say under as well. You you kind of can excuse one turnover. I said this a little bit on Stat Geek this morning, but when you if you're if you're sloppy where you have multiple turnovers, that doesn't work. So keep keep it to to one or less. All right, I'm going to say under as well. Um, th- this is a good first over under. For well, me. Preseason is really tough. Hold on, wait, 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 wait a second. Bring okay. it up. We're laughing. Right, Javier, I saw this. It kind of got me discombobulated a little bit. Over <laughs> under how many times announcers say Roethlisberger is not on the roster for the first time in 19 years. So this would I, be... I, I don't because it's going to be local announcers. Yeah, it's going to be Papiani and Charlie Batch. If it Papiani is still going to say it. Yeah, yeah, but if... Honestly... The good question for that's going to be in two weeks when they're going to be the national, national game on game. CBS. Yeah. That and we'll that's see true. if I mean, are they going to have Romo and, Nan- and Nance announce that? If so, oh, give not. me over under of seven and I'll take the over, you know, because they'll bring it up. Because I think the national ones are much more infa- infatuated with that than the local ones. Okay. So local, local squad will set it at uh, three and a half. How many times they say Ben Roethlisberger in some way is not on the current roster? Brian no, over still, under. Still going over. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have a question. Are we counting in the pregame show or not until the kickoff? It has to happens? be during live action. Okay. For that reason, I'm going to say under because I think that will be a big thing when Bob Pompiani comes out and gives his big spiel to start the game. I think it's going to be talked about a lot then, and then they're not going to reference it as much. So okay, I'll say I'm twice. A, I'm going to go over. Okay. 
and it could be either announcer. It doesn't have to be Bob Pompiani. It can be Charlie Batch as well. Them say something like, well, Ben Roethlisberger would have made that throw. Um, (laughs) That's one. I'm going to keep track of that now. This is fun. All right. Let's uh, do, let's actually know before we do trivia, let's do our predictions. Oh, Brian, I have no idea what the line is. Dave might be able to look it up. I had to do it for the, uh, for the, for the how to watch article read it tomorrow. Yes. Um, Betters can bet on preseason games. What is the line, Dave? Steelers favored by three and a half. Oh, the hook. All right, Brian, what's your prediction? And do they cover? Oh, and it's 36 and a half, I think is the total. 36 and a half is the total. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and say that they cover final score. Steelers 24 Seahawks 20. So you said, what did it say? 24, 20, 24, 20. Okay. Very good. So that would be, yeah, they went in cover and that's an over Dave. What about you? Well, I messed up and actually gave my prediction on the Scobro show because I got so excited that we were talking about predictions when normally I don't give it there. I wait and give it here. And Rich just gives his. I'll stick with the same one that I said there of 23 to nine, but I am so disappointed in one Brian Anthony Davis and Jeffrey Benedict, because they had a guy on the curtain. Not, it's not the curtain call. Sorry. They'll know your enemy last night. It was a great show. It was really great. He was, he was hilarious. He really wanted to keep making digs about the, about Super Bowl 40. And I'm like, and he, and he did a, what, what was his score? 51 to 36. And I was yep. just like, Brian, Jeffrey, someone step up and do it and say the score is going to be 21 to 10. Someone tell them the score is going to be 21 to 10. I, and, they, and, they, and they didn't do it. I saw it too late. It <laughs> yeah. was... <laughs> but I'm going 23-9. 23 to 9. I'm going to go with Steelers, uh, Steelers 17. And I haven't even thought about this until now. Steelers <laughs> 17 and the Seahawks 10. 17-10. I think it's going to be low scoring. Low scoring. So, all right, let's do trivia. Both have it or just one? Yes, I know. Do. I know Brian's got something because he he was talking about having this great thing that for so long that I almost like Brian. I'm gonna make you tell me now if you don't. It's if like you don't two stop days ago, it. I know. But now I've been waiting for this for two days now, Brian. So all right, Brian, let's go. All right, gentlemen. From 1967 to 1969, the Steelers were in a differently named division. It seems like the only thing I've ever known is the Steelers either either be in the AFC Central or the AFC North. But in the final years of the NFL, there was a different division, and the division was made up of four teams for most of the time. Then one team came in in 1968 and then moved out for the other team again. So it was called the NFL century division. It was the Steelers and three other teams. Originally. Who were those three other teams originally? Hmm. Cleveland. That's one. It's Cleveland. I, I believe it or not, I think I know this because remember these are, these are old, old, this is the old NFL. So this would be teams that you would think would be NFC teams unless they came over to the AFC teams. So I'm thinking it was because this is going to blow your mind. Why I think I know what, what, what two of them are. I have good guesses. Um, 
because I actually did a lot of looking at the Steelers preseason matchups in the early seventies earlier today. And I noticed a couple of teams that kept showing up and I'm th- and I thought it was because they used to be in the same division. So I don't know if it's fair, if I keep answering or not, go ahead. There's three teams that I think, I think it's two out of three teams. I don't think it's the Eagles, but the Eagles was one they did a bunch of them. I think one of them is the saints because they played the saints a ton in the preseason through the seventies. And one of the things I read was like former division foes. Is the Saints one of them? The Saints would be one of them, but they're not original. They came in in 1968. Okay. okay. One of these teams. Okay. So, so yes. So I knew at some point the Steelers were, were with the Saints. One year. Well, okay. So it was just one year. I, but the, I was, you'll find out when I get to my trivia <laughs> why I knew that. <laughs> um, so let's go somebody else that was in the in the that was in the old NFL. Jeff, do you even remember the old NFL teams? No. Um no, I don't. Wouldn't be the Lions, would it? No, it was not. Okay. Then I'm gonna go because that was a team I play a ton in the preseason. Then I'm gonna go with the Cardinals. It was the Cardinals. But that was when they were in St. Louis, right? St. Louis Cardinals, yes. Okay. So be... I have no idea who the other one would be. Um, I, I'm going to then guess, see, because I think the central and the, you, you know what I mean? The, the old NFC central, I think those are the teams that have like been together for forever. So it shouldn't be one of them. Oh my goodness. Who else? I know. And then, I, and I also think the East, the NFC East is teams that have been together for forever. So it would have to be somebody else in there. It's not the Colts, is it? It's not the Colts. Okay. Then I, then I it, <laughs> it was the Colts opponent in that epic 1958 uh, championship game, the New York Football Giants. Oh, it was the Giants? I thought the Giants. I thought that. I thought that East Division NFC had kind of been around for a long, 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 long time. But that's now why. you were right about the NFL Central at the time when it was called the NFL Central. Mm-hmm. Those four teams. The Detroits, the Green Bays, the Chicago's, and uh, mm-hmm. the Minnesotas were together forever, and they still are. Now, what did you say that was called again? I thought that would have been a good. The it was NFL the... Century. Century. Were the they century. ever? Were, were they ever Century Division champs? I, I, I doubt they were. No, the <laughs> Browns were. The Browns were Century Division champs all three years. Oh, okay. That. Oh, because remember. Browns fans will remind you that they've won plenty of NFL championships, just not Super Bowls. They don't count. They don't count. <laughs> All right, Dave. Go with your okay, here we go. This is going back. I'm going back with preseason stuff. Okay. I went was digging up a lot of old preseason stuff. And I, I, I looked at way more stuff than I was actually going to ask about. So don't let that confuse you. Okay. Um, the Steelers, guess what they're – in recent years, what's been their most what, their their common record that they finished in the preseason? Out of four games, they they finished with this record last year. Three and one. Three and one. They've been three and one a good bit, not counting twenty twenty because there was no preseason. When's the last time the Steelers weren't three and one? I'm going to say. 2017. Is he right or wrong? 
He is incorrect. I'm going to say it was 2009. Brian was much closer. It was 2006. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Okay. I was going <laughs> to yeah. jump in with 15. Yep. No, it was it was 2016. They went one and three. When's the last year they didn't win any preseason games? This one should be easier. Shoot, I don't remember when they went winless. Oh, I do. I, I would say 2000. Uh, the year they played in London was that uh 13? That was 2013. That is correct. Because Brian, if you remember, they went 0 and 4 in the preseason and started 0 and 4 in the regular season. Yes. They lost their first eight games. That was that was bad for Steelers fans. That was really bad for Steelers fans because they went winless there. Um, and because then my other question is when's the last time the Pittsburgh Steelers have faced the Seattle Seahawks in the preseason? Um, I don't know. I would say the nineties. I or uh, let's go like two thousand two. Yeah, I'll go with that. No, Jeff, don't say that. Just sit there. Okay, I was gonna say I don't think I just I don't remember just, it happening. Just, just sit there. You know why? That would make you correct. They never have. I've never played the Seattle Seahawks in the preseason. Why? Because they generally don't make teams travel from East Coast to West Coast or vice versa for a preseason game. So the Steelers have not faced the Seahawks. And I went through every season, year by year, all the way back to 1974 when the Seahawks entered the league to find out if they played them. And there was some of them that were tough. I had to read this enormous article for 1975. And that's how I got um, the the answer of, of the Saints being a previous divisional opponent for the Steelers because it actually said it in this article because they played the Saints that year. I thought so, they started playing 77. What the, the Seahawks? Seahawks, yes. They might have been said whatever it was. I no, I had looked it up. I thought it was 74. I would I say 77. I've I've just done the article for um the DeLorean. Okay. So I'll go with 77 on that one. Okay. Well, okay. You might be I went back to 74 just to make sure. Okay. All right. Good stuff. Final thoughts, Brian, go. You know, there are so many things coming out of this postseason, excuse me, this off season. And there's so many things to think about. And the thing that I think about is, man, isn't it so special that we're talking about football and everyone's going to say, well, you know, it's not a real game, but this is one of those games that if you were here at BTSC, you enjoy it a whole heck of a lot more because we're talking about these guys. We we know the names of the Doug Costins. You know, we know those names going in. So it's so much fun to watch the fourth quarter than it used to be. So what I urge everybody to do is grab that 90-man roster and look at some of these names. It could be a name that you just think, hey, that sounds funny to say. And adopt that guy. And follow them because some of these guys might surprise you. So check it out, have fun, and embrace the fact that you're getting some Steelers football, no matter what form it is. And if it's like last year in the preseason, you might get an awesome fight in the stands. <laughs> that happened last year? Oh, it was epic. Oh, okay. Oh, All yeah. Right. Uh, you, you never saw that video? You don't read my emails, I guess. 
I don't know. Dave, go ahead. Final thoughts. Okay. Just to clear up something. The reason I said 1974 is because, you know, I Googled when did the, Se- when did the Seahawks become a team. They announced them being a team in 74. Their first year in the NFL, someone put it in the, in the, in the live chat and it's correct, was 1976. So that's why I got all thrown off there a little bit. And I wouldn't have had to do near as much research if I would realized that was the case. Now let's get on to Saturday. Brian mentioned something which kind of excites me to say, hey, make sure you check out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com because before the game on Saturday, I will have an article out that lists all the players on the Steelers roster by number. So that way you could be like, oh, wow, who's out there running around as number 24 on the defense? I know it's not Benny Snell. You go to the, you can have the article up. You look at it, boom, who's number 24 on the Steelers defense? And there actually is someone who's number 24 on the Steelers defense. Anyone know who that is? Nope. Jeff brought him up as someone to watch in DeMonte KZ. But there you go. That's why you need this. That's why you need this article. So that way you can check that out. So make sure you're doing that. Make sure you're checking out our podcast. You know what is exciting me? I could have gone to this game, but part of me likes also wanted to get into the routine of covering a game from behind the steel curtain. I really didn't want to miss the post game show and something like that. So yes, someone asked earlier. Yes. Someone did reach out to me and they have my tickets and they're going to the game. My brother will be at the game. I know Jeffrey Benedict will be at the game. Kathy Ford's going to be at the game. Um, so, 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 for those of you that are going to be there, great. I'm excited to be with to, to do a post game show, even though it might be late, and I don't know if it's definitely us or, or what's going on. But bottom line is, it's because we're watching football. I I can't wait to sit down and turn on the television and watch the Pittsburgh Steelers go up against somebody else and not be like, oh man, that's a great offensive play, but the defense should have made that play or like things I've seen from training camp. This is where excitement should reign right now for Steelers fans. If you can't get excited about this, there is so much potential, that word that Jeff hates, coming into this right now. If you aren't excited about what could be right now, then I don't know how you can get excited about things to come because it, it, it you never know if it's ever going to live up to it. But until we see them on the field, we don't know what it is to expect come September. So this is just step one in building our expectations. And I can't wait for it. All right. We'll be here every step of the way with you. Uh, Make sure you check us out next week. Steelers preview where we preview is week two, the Lions. No, that's we Jag- Jaguars. Jaguars. They will okay. be traveling to Jacksonville so Miles Jack can go play in, a, in an empty stadium again. Nice. Okay. So we'll be there and we'll also be on the post game show. So make sure you check us out there after the game on Saturday night. In the meantime, Dave, why don't you send us out? Hey. When I know that it can never really be the same, how could I move forward when I keep looking back? I'm just